Last Jew Christmas Special. Hello and welcome to Slash Dupe, the movie pitching podcast with a twist. You are witnessing our Christmas special and to the Christmas lunch, we have brought our secret Santas. So each of us today has a Christmas themed Slash Dupe present for you and for each other. Because although we briefly chatted about us beforehand, we really don't know what the other person has in store <laughs> for us. So uh, I'm with Dan and Ryan. How are you doing? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I am. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna get stuck in there because I've been watching Hawkeye. Um, I've been enjoying it. It's like a n- sort of '90s throwback to those. No, sort no of... spoilers. No, no spoilers. It's kind of like. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that even uh, we will have to edit that out, Dan. Come on. Oh, so um, but yeah, so I've, I've been really enjoying it. Um, I, I've heard some sort of mixed reviews, but. I don't know. I mean, you know what you're going to get with these sorts of Marvel shows, right? But, you know, they're sort of reasonably good fast food. It's takeaway stuff. You know, it's, it hits a certain uh, level. Um, Haley Steinfeld's really good. Uh, so's the lady playing Echo. She's been she's been really coming up. Like she was in uh, Arcane as well for on Netflix. The sort of League of oh, Legends played the titular character in that. Yeah, she's really sort of only first. I know she's a Disney Channel kid, isn't she? So she's sort yeah. of coming full circle with this. But um, yeah, I suppose you're right. You know, and she was even in like Pitch Perfect was the first thing that I properly saw her in. She does love. Just I think she loves doing like video games and animes and stuff like that as well. She does a lot of like mm. voice actor work. Yeah, well, I mean, she's really good. I mean, this is definitely this is her sort of entry into the MCU, effectively, isn't it? To be the new wave of whatever the Avengers are going to be called, um, the new Avengers or whatever. So it's like this is sort of like her uh, sort of entry, and she does really well. Jeremy Renner's really good in it as well. Um, it's set at Christmas, and I think there are six episodes, and it's he's got six days till he gets to uh, his family for Christmas. So it's like six days to Christmas, six episodes. Um, and I like that it's, you know, it's not about Christmas, but it's, I sort of enjoy these things that like throwbacks to the, to these 90s sort of Shane Black action comedy sort of romps. Um, so it had me thinking like, and we, we briefly chatted about this beforehand. There's some good Christmas episode of television shows, right? A lot of television shows, they do Christmas episodes. Um, I, the office is the one, the British office is the one that springs to mind the most for me um that's definitely it's up uh, there. yeah it's up there it's sort of it was back when in britain the the christmas episodes were uh, well, it, i mean it's they were like King, real sort it? of yeah exactly people were like oh they're not making any more of this show and then a christmas special would come out right yeah. and then it, and it would sort of do a lot of stuff that you couldn't really do in the show it would be a big event mm-hmm. um i think they did it you know a couple of years ago with gavin and stacy didn't they which which another yeah British they did, they did like a revival really loved, didn't they like came back and to be fair, it's it still is. There's there, you know, it's still a ranking in the UK, isn't it? Like what got most watched on Christmas, um, and then I imagine behind the scenes, there's a lot of fight and payment as to what gets like the prime time, um, sort of five six o'clock slot, isn't it? Like post dinner, mm. yeah, um, yeah. Post, you know, because you have to get it. You have to hit it after the Queen's speech at three. And before everyone's fallen asleep by eight. So, you know, you've got to, somewhere in between that, you've got to get your show in. And that's that's where the, and the Christmas dinner in as well. Yeah, I do miss that. And I don't even think there'll be anything like that this year. And it sort of makes you miss like those sort of things that you thought were mundane. Like, oh, what a waste of my time. And now this year, I'd kill to have the family around and be able to sort of like, you know, 
desperate to watch some shit on TV and and sort of fall asleep on a couch, you know? As Jonathan Jonathan Pye said, just a wank and a mince pie for you. (laughs) Yeah, it certainly is. Um, I mean, Pete, listen, if we're on the subject of British uh, Christmas specials, for some reason, there are so many good ones, right? But for some reason, my brain thinks of the Peep Show one. And just that, just that moment where Jeremy, um, he makes a Christmas joke about not having the turkey. He says, like, I haven't got the turkey. And Mark Corrigan, like, goes apeshit at him. And it's just like, and it just solidifies, because I think that's what Christmas episodes do. It just solidifies in that moment their relationship. And they just have this, you know, like, they just have this horrible tryst around Christmas. And then they have to sit down and have a meal together. And I thought, I don't know why I'm, there are so many great shows. I mean, I love Peep Show, but there's so many great shows, so many great Christmas episodes, but I, I would recommend anyone goes and checks out the, the Peep Show Christmas special. Hmm. But I don't know what you guys um, think when you think Christmas um, specials or TV shows. I know sort of Ted, Ted Lasso, Ryan, you've been watching recently. Yeah, my well, you know, definitely um, award-winning in every, in everything that it's got. Yeah, it was it was an interesting, a very interesting episode. Uh, it Christmas episode happened in season two, so it was uh, you know again no spoilers because it's a relatively fresh TV show, but it's it was really nice. It it, it as Ted Lasso does, it deals with a lot of heavy components of being a coach and a human and it sort of brought those very nicely together for a lot of people with then um having some ridiculous moments like i think they they basically clone the famous love actually scene with the with the boards mm-hmm. which you'd think like all right you know it's about what two decades now like since that movie came out God, and, that's a good question you know give or take i mean probably not that many but you know, a decent chunk of time. And you'd think that that's a well-worn cliche. You are not far off. It was 2003. Yeah. So we are coming up to two decades worth of, of you know. Yeah, and I, and I remember that episode and they still managed to make that fresh, make it funny, make yeah. it interesting, you know. Like it's, yeah, that's definitely a show I'd recommend even outside. Where so many people have done that, that trope with the, with the Kira Knightley boards yeah. Yeah. to yeah. death. Um. But that's that's the sort of British side of things. Although I mean, I mean, you argue Ted Lasso is sort of a bit transatlantic, you know, it crosses yeah. crosses both. Um, I'm old I, enough that Christmas episodes are friends for me. <laughs> the armadillo, the armadillo, the holiday armadillo, which you can't, you know, you can't turn down. <laughs> um, and uh, what I, I mean, friends is one of those things that, depending on which generation you're from has aged well or badly do you know what i mean like there's yeah. a, there's a lot about it um but what i did like about friends and especially that was uh, and that particular episode of the holiday armadillo is that it was it was such a a wonderful expression of someone's uh need for their family and their friends to understand their heritage do you know what i mean as well as mm. that christmas because you know in america most especially it's it's holiday season rather than christmas season isn't it mm. and yeah. um because it is full of lots of different people's celebrations which obviously we're focusing on christmas because that's more of yeah. our heritage um and religious upbringing, and a religious yeah. Our, our, yeah our experience but i i I thought that was pretty cool because it was probably one of the first time a lot of people would have come into contact with the fact that there's a different celebration mm. at that time of year. Yeah. Um, so, but, and you know, plus it's friends. So, you know. 
it makes me feel guilty now because I'm sure that like maybe the last ep- last year we did call it the holiday special or the seasonal special. We did, we but we're focusing on Christmas this year, and that's our... okay. That's yeah, it. it's yeah. true. It's true. We're missing Joffrey as well, friend of the podcast. You can see him on a on a Monday with us at Blood and Song uh, Tote Party Win on Twitch doing our live stream at D&D. But we miss him. We miss him. We had him here last Christmas, didn't we, um, to do Christmas-themed uh, films uh, and seasonal films. So. Yeah, his, his West Side Story... Christmas dinner antics. Remember that was amazing. Yeah, that was great. That was amazing. That was amazing. Um, All right. So, my secret Santa for you two, um, I'm starting to learn. I started to understand as as I was just briefly prepping it because, Christ, if I had gone into this unprepped, it's um, his birthday. I would have just, (laughs) I would have just named like a just a ton of TV shows that I'm slowly starting to realize. Because I can watch TV shows while I work that I've managed to plow through like a, Don't say that like online. a fuck ton. Don't say that online. Oh no, it's fine. I work at a satellite company mm. broadcasting TV sure. shows across the world. Um, everybody, come on, everybody working from home watches TV now. Nope. Um nope. Uh, <laughs> can confirm I cannot. Yeah, I don't. So I'll uh, watch TV and not do any of my work. <laughs> ah, you see, I'm just I'm good at multitasking. I'm just and, I, up and the, to be fair, uh, like you know, the, go off on a tangent. The trope. It, it is. I know loads of people that can do that. I just can't. Like <laughs> I would get too invested in whatever I'm watching, and I think that's the other reason why I haven't watched a lot of TV shows because I I have to invest the time in it. See, I carefully curate mine into several lists. So, like, there's TV shows to pay attention to, TV shows to half pay attention to, TV shows to just be to background noise. I have a, so, that, so as we were going through much the TV like, shows, much like Christmas gifts, there's the ones you look forward to, the ones you enjoy, and the ones you smile and nod and yes, exactly, yeah, exactly. So, in, so I think it's so. I was like, okay, who's seen Squid Game? Like neither of you two had, no, neither no. had I, though. To be fair, so <laughs> so okay, that's fine. Okay, well that's that's one to tick off the list. Um, what other TV shows? And then you sort of realise, well, all of the best TV shows are, are being cancelled. They're being canned. You know, everybody knows that. Mm. Um, and then the rest of them already have existing um, Christmas episodes. So I thought, let's pick a let's pick a handful that haven't had Christmas episodes, and let's briefly workshop what we would do as Christmas episodes for these TV shows. So start, start with the best first, and that's Killing Eve. So we all know Phoebe Waller-Bridge's uh, adaptation of the um, popular n- novels. I say popular. I actually don't know if they're popular. They might be popular. Um, Killing Eve, Sandra. They probably o. are now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pro- you're probably right. Jodie Como can, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. More recently, be seen in like the last duel and, and um, free guy and free guy. She, um, you know, absolutely incredible turn. Even if you haven't seen the show, I think it's one of these shows where you know of her performance, right? You know, like what she's doing, mm-hmm. um, as she plays the, the sort of chameleon like, um, assassin. Uh, so we thought, <laughs> you know, I was thinking, oh, what can you do with Killing Eve? And as Ryan quite rightly said before we jumped on, what did you say, Ryan? Well, it'll either be Killing Eve or, or Killing Christmas killing Eve. Killing Eve, Christmas Eve. There's something in there, isn't there? Or There's something Christmas the Killing Eve. You, yeah. There's something. Just need to switch that around. It's yeah. dying for a Christmas episode. And it's also the kind of show. Dying that, for that, a Christmas episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the tagline. It's full of the Christmas cracker puns. That's what we've got coming out today. But, you know, like, so what I'm interested in, like, so it's a sort of spy game show, isn't it? Sort of. It's. it's of course it's about assassins and it's it, but it's also got the global sort of uh 
uh, you have the politics of like the MI5 or whoever they are. I'm not, I can't remember what they are. Some sort of division of MI5 mm-hmm. versus like sort of Russian intelligence. And they sort of bring their safe houses and other sorts of things. Do you know what I mean? It's that sort of spy thing. So how do you bring a Christmas episode into something like that? Well, the thing is, it's also, it, it feels a little bit like a Sherlock Holmes Moriarty kind of dynamic between Sandro's character and, and Jodie Comer's mm-hmm. Like there's a, there's a respect for each other, a fear for each, a fear of each other, respect for each other and kind of a weird attraction in a way. to each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Um, so it would probably have to evolve, revolve around them having a Christmas dinner together, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I th- yeah, you're right. And that in, ma- a, in a they in a place where they would not be able yeah. to leave. Correct. Like right? at some, uh, at she like maybe Jodie Comer's Villanelle's like created uh, a very expensive restaurant. She has very expensive taste, so mm-hmm. it'd be a very expensive restaurant where if Sandra O leaves, they'll she'll kill. Like there's there's lots of uh, delegates there or something or all the staff or, or right? her family all the staff basically her family are also yeah. eating there and she'll just kill them and then maybe also one of the dishes on this massive banquet table is poisoned and yeah, Sandro good. has to work out which one it is so that she doesn't eat it but they have to eat all the rest of the dishes like because they've got to give up this pretense that they're they're having a nice That's time. Good. That's really good because it also plays into the idea of like um, there being this weird attraction between the two of them. Mm-hmm. So it would be like the knowledge. Of, and also not only that, but the psychopathic mentality is sort of harbored in both of them. That's why they have that connection. Um, so Sandra O, oh, how well Sandra O oh knows Jodie Comer, her character, hmm. Villanelle, that is how she discerns what's in the dish. Exactly. So you have a weird throwback murder mystery, don't you? Like yeah, a yeah. sort of weird. Wait, is is her name Villanelle? Yeah, as in yes, Villain L, L for lady. Yes. Yeah, Villain yes. L. Yeah, that literally why she's called that. That's the yeah. that's the titles yeah. of the books. Ah, okay. which you can see being quite a sort of like. I mean, they love that sort of stuff in the spy world, don't they? These sort of epic. You, know, you look at James Bond sort of style novels. They have a sort of. Um, I don't know. They have a sort of eccentricity about them, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, even even from Tinker Taylor and stuff like that, like George Smiley is an interesting sort of name, you know? That has a connotation to it. Yeah. Uh, the, the, this spy that doesn't smile, you know? And it's, it's always about people knowing, knowing the conceit is that they know that people are spies, but they both of them can't break and in also almost all the spy movies people they know who the, the who the opposite side is but they have to maintain a conceit don't they because mm. there's like a level of decorum like gentlemen thieves effectively yeah. um and yeah. and so yeah i think that's that's what ki- this killing eve killing christmas eve special should be <laughs> it would be wouldn't it yeah. that's what it would be called yeah um Phoebe, yeah, that's, you can that's find great. my number online give us a call we'll discuss it <laughs> That was great. That was great. Um, I it's all downhill from here. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> uh, I'm I'm intrigued by it. so certain shows. They're interesting. They sort of come out. They 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 sort of burst through. People talk about them, and then they sort of wither away, or they sort of fall under their own expectations. Mm. So something like Westworld, there is going to be a, a new season coming out, but it's uh, you know 
and spearheaded by Tandy Wayne Newton, who, who we featured heavily in a previous episode. It's one of my pitches, um, yeah. From one of Dan's pitches, a very, very good one. Um, probably didn't win, though, so... Probably didn't win, but we we all know by now... Dan was wrong. That we, uh, the ones that don't win are the ones we actually write, you know, <laughs> secretly. We want them to be our R.I.P. Um, R.I.P., God, that's a good title for slash for a slash tube, isn't it? Yes. Sort of like, as in our I, I intellectual property, but also R.I.P. I love it. Write that down. Yeah. Um, so Westworld is something I'm in, I'm intrigued by. I don't think they did a seasonal episode of Westworld, but the, you know the the based on a Michael Crichton. I'm going to say Michael Crichton novel, which was then turned into a handful of films, which was then rebooted under Jonathan Nolan, brother of Christopher Nolan, into a, a sort of. Um, it was about this a very modern sci-fi felt very modern it felt very cutting edge mm. um uh it, it, it was it had loads of potential like like lost or like some of these other sci-fi shows they have so much potential and you like with lost they filter down a very specific and weird path and it alienates people or like westworld it went very broad and didn't really focus on anything specifically and alienated people so these this genre has a tough time but what if it didn't? What if it had a seasonal? I mean, there's Shogun World. Okay, let's put it. Let's put it this way. There's Shogun World, which they briefly went through. There's Future World, which they made a second movie about. Is there a Westworld world that could have a Christmas episode and and it would feel legit? Like it wouldn't feel like you were. It was tonally wrong. That feels like the Nightmare Before Christmas. It's like sort of like a grim, dark fairy tale Christmas world, world don't they? Because they have the Halloween yeah. world and they have Christmas world. Jack Skellington goes to Christmas world, ah, realizes that yeah, Santa yeah. Claus is cool, so they try and be Santa Claus. Mm. So it feels like maybe there is something in that. Maybe they do like. Maybe they set up, or is it almost like, yeah, like a Winter Wonderland? Yeah, exactly. It's like outside of the Westworld, but one of the characters from Westworld or someone obviously you can tell I haven't watched it. Um, <laughs> gets taken to the one of, one of the sentient robots gets taken to from the west world to the christmas world like right. the winter wonderland and has to i mean if anyone's been to winter wonderland in hyde park it sort of feels like because it's all fenced off and it sort of feels like you're in this sort of forced fun utopia of like lights and of sort of, um, but yeah, but it's also sort of Christmas really market and it's really plastic yeah. and weird, which yeah. kind of plays and into the idea of Westworld Alpine Lodge, sort of yeah, artificial world, doesn't it? So they're like, maybe it's she is sort of having to, I, you know, maybe I'm just rehashing actually what happens in Westworld. One of them becomes sentient, and goes, Oh, you bloody robots, you're actually you should be free men, and then shakes them loose or whatever. But I don't know, maybe that's that's there's something in that, this sort of idea that, like, obviously, because uh. Westworld, the TV show, focuses like it has a really cool idea of like NPCs in there in video games, uh, non-playable characters, and like their loops, character loops, and then characters that can break out of mm-hmm. those loops. So it's it's much more uh, sort of modeled on video games and artificial intelligence than than just sort of straight murdering robots. Um, so yeah, so it's supposed to feel very real, but the idea of taking it into this very fake place is interesting. So what if there was like a if this Christmas special, exactly like you're saying, the Winter Wonderland was actually like a centenary. They sort of looked back a hundred years and sort of tried to the start of the park or something. And so the the robots actually were supposed to look like robots. It was like this is what they looked like when we first made Westworld. Look at how silly it was. Look at how far we've come. And it's almost like a sort of 
the way that the Battlestar Galactica reimagining sort of threw back every so often to the 1978 films and, and TV show, this one would sort of throw back to the the novel of Westworld, what they might have looked like in the old film. Mm. And it's like they, they, they're able to sort of, I don't know, when they make the plasticky stuff part of the plot, you know, something like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've all seen... Um... Back to the Future, we'd all expect it to be in hovercrafts and, you know, flying <laughs> cars and everything by now, mm. we? So it's almost like that. It's like, this is, oh, would you look at this? This is what we said 2052 is going to be like when we did it. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. you know, it would be like the Jetsons, basically. It, yeah, that's a great idea. Because that has a fakeness and a plasticness, mm-hmm. uh, plasticiness to it as well. And, and you sort of have this almost like a, like a Christmas World's Fair of, yeah. of AI and technology where they can show off what they've got now but you can also by by putting it up against what they had last you know, when they first made the park sort of thing. Mm. I I think that's that's not terrible considering that uh, you haven't watched it, Ryan. That's pretty good. Nice one. Um, so I, I'm an ideas man, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the sound of me just patting myself on the back. So, <laughs> so there's there there are loads and uh, loads of shows um, I could have picked. I was actually gonna pick uh, Succession, uh, which I've just re- I've just got a couple of episodes left of the latest season. Also, it's the sort of show so. I would. Yeah, well, I also realised that the one I just saw is it was a, there was a big birthday party in it, and it was like, and I thought if they were gonna do a Christmas episode, it'd, be it'd basically similar. just yeah. be like that. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, like, okay, well, The Handmaid's Tale, I've been watching that recently. No, I don't want to talk about what a Christmas episode would be like for that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how they would celebrate Christmas in, uh, you know, whatever the horrible by land proxy, that they're all in is probably. called. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly, by proxy. Um, so I, I thought I'd just open it up to you guys. Like, what, what, a sh- what is a, a show that either of you have been watching recently that you've, like, connected with in some way that hasn't got a Christmas episode, as far as you're aware, and we'd sort of workshop that together? See, the only things I've been watching, because I have zero time to watch anything on telly, I've been watching Parks and Rec, but I'm pretty sure, catching up on Parks and Rec, I'm pretty sure they'll that absolutely Christmas, have one. Loads yeah, of Christmas. Yeah. Great show, though. Great show. The thing with a lot of American TV shows have big Christmas episodes. And Halloween. It's part and of Halloween. The thing. Yeah. I've been watching, catching up on a lot of Blackish, and that has obviously got a bunch of mm-hmm. Christmas episodes. Brooklyn Nine Nine, same Brooklyn thing. Brooklyn Nine Nine's got a bunch. Mindy Project had a bunch because obviously it's set in New York. Scrubs, you talked about Friends. How Many Mothers got loads I was, of them as well. I was watching Cobra Kai at one point. I think, does that oh, have a Christmas episode cool. in it? Great question. Let's give that a cheeky Google. Because that would be a good Christmas special, Cobra Kai. So I, so I, I enjoy this because now I, I haven't seen Cobra Kai and I'm quite out of the loop. Great. So what, what, how, would, how would you see a Christmas episode? Because I know it's quite popular. It moved from like YouTube Premium, YouTube Red, whatever it's called, mm. onto like a primetime channel. Onto Netflix. It? it was on Netflix. Onto Netflix, it still is, yeah. I think. Um, so what's... Um, I actually, I, what I was enjoying it. I, I had to... I, I had to run out. You know when you run out of time to watch something and then you never really quite get back onto it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it involved having a little bit too much um, need to watch what was happening to be able to be my breakfast accompaniment, mm-hmm. which is what Parks and Rec became. So I'd have it on my phone whilst I was See, making my tea. See, it's a half-watched TV show. It, See, they yeah, exist. It right? absolutely they is, exist. yeah. But that's the only time I get to watch 
right. uh, any kind of telly and Cobra Kai became too much for me to do that. Um, but it's basically the sort of the, the reignition of um, Daniel and uh, mm. it's Billy, isn't it? Is it no, what's, yeah, William, William. Billy Zapka. <laughs> Billy Zapka. Yeah, and, um, and they're, it's their dynamic, the, the dynamic of them as grown-ups and the fact they haven't really got over their childhood traumas. Um, where I am, they're on an uneasy piece, mm-hmm. but it's a une- very uneasy piece. There's been, like, it's, been, it's been broken quite a few times. So I imagine a Christmas special would have to be, again, Daniel throwing a Christmas party mm-hmm. where Billy would turn up and probably they would they'd get the better of themselves and they would have a full on karate uh, fight. How how far <laughs> along are you? How many um, seasons? I think I'm, only, I'm just done? about to make it into season two, so like uh, like the top of season two, I think I am. Oh, okay, fair. Is enough. there a so Christmas you... episode? There, there's not a very there's not a specific Christmas right. episode. There are episodes centered around. Christmas. I bet the holiday I, season. I bet you they have a fight. At a Christmas feast, <laughs> and they literally have a karate fight. Like, are they, are they friendly rivals or are no, they un- very rivals? unfriendly rivals? Okay, so yeah. would they have a very unfriendly fight, or would they do a well, well, also civilized well, it depends, with each other? It depends when this Christmas episode mm, comes yeah. in, right? Yeah. That's which season this Christmas episode. Because I feel in. like I haven't watched it, but I feel like they're eventually going to like get uh-huh. on. Um, but it's going to be one of those that just waves in and out. So. Yeah, I think they're maybe they're they're in a place where someone's kept a secret, but they're they're mates at the moment. That secret comes out at the Christmas party, and they're both desperately trying to like maintain decorum. And inevitably, Billy snaps and says something, and then everyone like literally someone kicks the turkey. Do you know what I mean? Like it, they use <laughs> they throw spuds at uh, sprouts. They at fight each other. with the they food. Fight, they do basically. a Jackie they Chan food fight. The, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I think. Well, I would say that it. What would be interesting is if they they go to fight, and then his wife starts a food fight instead. Right. Do they both? Like, do they both have partners would, in the show? No. Daniel no. has a wife. Uh-huh. Yeah, and. From from yeah, the it's the, because the really, families might fight each other. That seems nah, like a very he, Christmas William, thing. William he's on his own. He's on his own. He's a loner. Uh huh. Uh-huh. He's a burnout. He's not got a dog, is he, or something like? That. I bet he's got a dog. No. Yeah. No. No. He has his got... car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I think they start a food fight instead of an actual fight, right. and then. And then there's, I don't know, they're probably like hiding behind a sofa, and he's like, "Why did you do that?" And she's like, "It's much easier than cleaning up a vase." <laughs> Much easier than cleaning up a broken vase and then a vase smashes. Brilliant. Well, Cobra Kai. There's some good. Uh, well, that's good. There was a split of things that we've all seen and haven't seen. Um, it, I, I'm, I, I, there's so many good TV shows, and just I, I love the idea of a Christmas special coming out. I miss them, right? I miss a Christmas special. Is, is that um, part and parcel because of um, Netflix box sets now and like streaming, streaming services? Because it well, used to be. It used to be that you'd ha- you were timed once once a week. I mm. read somewhere on Twitter, someone said, "I've definitely got old." When someone tweeted, "Oh my god, dropping every- weekly on Netflix seems like such a cool idea." And you're like, <laughs> "That was <Yeah. laughs> literally what we had to do with telly." Well, it was. I mean, I know you were saying about well, American it was TV delayed shows. By the news, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. 
Um, I know you're saying about sort of American TV shows, they sort of seasonally, they love to drop seasonal episodes yeah. and stuff. And so that's that's mm. interesting. And you get them, you know, as you're re-watching a box set, you go, oh, I feel weird watching a Christmas episode now. Not a Christmas. You know, like in May. But we have, the same, like with, we have the same with Doctor Who. So there's always a Christmas Doctor Who episode. Mm. Yeah. Um, and and that, you know, that for the, for for a while, and probably still is, I'm, I'm a bit out of the Doctor Who loop now, but definitely during the David Tennant um, time of... Uh, Doctor Who it was like people were like we're not watching the Queen's speech we're watching Doctor Who instead do you know what I mean like shush 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 that's what's happening um oh at least it was in my family and um so we we have do have that slightly in Britain and, and maybe we used to have an only fools and horses Christmas special didn't we so yeah. and uh, EastEnders yeah. EastEnders and, and yeah um, Wallace and Gromit, Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. EastEnders Coronation Street they always yeah. have a Christmas special I guess it was the idea for me of like you only get six episodes and then you wait like sort of three, four, five months, sort of wondering if it'll if you'll get a second season of something and then you get a Christmas special mm. and that's that's something I miss and I think you don't get that with streaming necessarily. No, um, but you know, like you said earlier on, like it'll come in waves, right? I think it will come back. The Christmas special, I think, will come back in a big way with streaming because if things are dumped all at once, people will look forward to getting that thing. Yeah. They didn't expect. Yeah, yeah. So it might sort of, it might come full circle, I think. So uh, my Christmas gift to you all in the form mm-hmm. of pitches, obviously I've taken my um, my strain of uh, a knowledge and gone for Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. So we... Um, We've had some films based on Christmas songs, most notably like Irving Berlin's White Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, Deck the Halls, and mm. uh, for anyone... Jingle All the Way. Yeah, Jingle All the Way. Um, yeah. And for those of you who are just about to lose Whamageddon, Last Christmas. Yes, I don't, I, what's, Whamageddon? what's Whamageddon? Whamageddon is um, how, from the 1st of December, you have to try uh. and avoid hearing Last Christmas. <laughs> Right, and you you go out as soon as you hear it. <laughs> right, okay. You leave wherever you are. Is that what you're that's saying? That's it. That's and the venue game. You're in. That's the okay. Well, it's no, like, it's like you're out of the game. The you game. lose the okay. game basically as soon as you've heard Last Christmas. Right. Uh, Last Christmas as well. That that film is like the ultimate slash dupe, like Christmas film, isn't it? Is it the one with um, the guy from Crazy Rich Asians in it? Or am I? Just yeah, the, it and, is. I thought so. And Emily, whatever her name is, Emil Clark. Right. Amelia, oh, Amelia, 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 Amelia Clark. Is it Amelia Clark? Sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, it, uh, yeah. And it's called Last, spoiler alert, it's called Last Christmas because it is like his last Christmas because he donates his heart to her so she can live or something like that. <laughs> and she dreams it. She dreams that they had this amazing relationship over Christmas. No, and, and then he's not and real. at the end he wakes up, like she wakes up in the hospital or something and then like... And- then the, is no, he no, like dead just, and then but, like that's the guy who donated his heart to you or something on his basically head. is that what happens yeah, yeah. fucking hell it's, it is ridiculous it's actually so she's, ridiculous. she's had sure. these memories from his heart effectively yeah that's ridiculous yeah. it's not Such as bad as the you. rom-com uh, that ends with Robert Pattinson in the Twin Towers do you remember that one no I can't remember what that one's called but like 
that you've pull out at the end of the film. He's like, I'm glad I just fell in love with this beautiful woman and we respect each other and everything's going to be great. Everything's going to be fine forever now. And then you you pull out, he's like in the Twin Towers. Oh, what? And like, oh, and he looks at like a calendar and it says September 11th on it. I'm not even joking. Unbelievable. He like literally like minutes before he's looked at a calendar um, and he's like, it's called, the 11th, it's, called huh? Remem- it's called Remember Me. I, I couldn't believe that. I, mean, I couldn't believe We that, wouldn't so. be as audacious as that. That's no, I know. The, these things get made. I once pitched a musical about the seven seven bombings, so and I would not go anywhere near something like Remember Me. So that's that's how that's how bad it is. Yeah, I should imagine you're probably not the only person that has pitched a musical about the seven seven bombings, is it? Really? Let's be fair. I think everyone oh, probably. I want to say jumped on that bandwagon, but that feels insensitive. Um, so I am going <laughs> that to flaming bandwagon. Yeah, I am oh, going to. I've got. I've brought up the Spotify Christmas Crackers playlist. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, I'm going okay. to put it on shuffle, and okay. when whatever song it jumps to, you've got to come up with a pitch for a film. Okay. Here we go. Uh, shuffle, play. Uh, I'm. Oh Jesus! This is amazing. <laughs> now you can't hear it because obviously, um, copyright. Yeah. But it is playing. Yeah. A spaceman came traveling. And I who's think it, that's a beautiful. That by? It's a great title. Great song. A spaceman came traveling. That's that's your pitch. Okay, uh, it's got to be uh, David Brent's film that he's somehow got the money to make. So he's actually directing a f- David Brent the character. Yes. Uh, after his life in life on the road uh, for thing of him trying to become a musician, whilst also sort of I think he was delivering, he was selling goods, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Selling like cleaning products. Because it reminds me of the song uh, Spaceman Came Down that he sang I love once. It. So yeah. it's off the back of that, his sort of Bob Geldof style sort of like song about unity. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like, what, what's the full title, Dan? The Spaceman Came Travelling by Chris. Yeah, that's, that sounds like a David Brent title for a movie. Like he'd be wanky enough to call a movie that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the movie would be about. But he would be directing it and starring in it. Of course. Right? Yeah. So, like, it would be one of those sort of films that, like, feels really ropey um, and a bit cheap. And you could sort of, you know, it's a sort of meta, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't know what the film's about, but I feel like... And it would have references to, to David Bowie back. as well, right? Oh, 100%. 100%. And it would be really sort of, because he had David Bowie in extras, it would be a reverential cameo on a meta level. Mm-hmm. But in the film, it would be a really, Awful. like it'd be re- yeah. maybe badly CGI'd, you know, yeah, when they get yeah. the likeness of an actor and they bring them back. Yeah. And it would be saying loads of amazing things about David Brent, yeah. you know, in a, re- in a bit like the hologram that Kanye West did for his, for, yeah. for Kim Kardashian. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Right, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And <laughs> he got her dead dad to say how great Kanye West was. I mean, that's just twisted, isn't it? In some sense, it's absolutely twisted. And then they got divorced. <laughs> I can't uh, so anyway, I can't believe that happened in this in this world that we live in. Um, but yeah, so I think he'd do so that. Wouldn't it's he? a David Brent David produced. So it is a Ricky Gervais film where he's yeah. being David Brent directing a film directing about a film something about. Spaceman came traveling, which is actually yeah. okay. So it's a, it's a CGI. He's suddenly come into this money. It's a CGI mm-hmm. version, like bringing David Bowie back from the dead. Absolutely, to yeah. do and these it's ridiculous him and He's him Bowie. and Bowie all the yeah. time. It's David Brent playing, like maybe not playing himself, but playing like. Do you remember in the American Office that he had uh, Agent 
Michael Scarn, I think. Scarn. I can't remember. And his yeah. name's Michael Scott, right? Yeah. So in that, he did a whole, they did a whole episode where they, you know, read his script and then they actually filmed it and everything. I suppose. Like um, Sweden it, basically, they, didn't they? They Sweden it, exactly. Um, and yeah, this would be the same. This would be like, he's got a little bit of money and you'd see during, I don't know how during the making of the film, how you could see the making of the film of David Brent making the film, but without it feeling like it was about making was it, the didn't film. Didn't a cock and ball story to sort of do that? Yeah, yeah something like that would, wouldn't be a terrible, like you'd see him getting different, direct, no, all the directors would drop out. So you'd actually have them playing themselves, directing parts of the movie and interspersed would be like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. It's like, it's like um, the, Is- the Island of Dr. Moreau oh. film that came out, like the documentary about it. So it would be like half a film and the other half would be like the behind the scenes mm-hmm. making of and the yeah. trouble, the troubled production, like the Hearts of Darkness documentary for Apocalypse Now. It would be like this sort of expose about all the behind the scenes drama of David Brent being a drama queen, you know, like a prima donna and different directors coming in and out and shooting different bits of the same scene. And mm-hmm. eventually he takes over as director and, you know, and people didn't want to, the estate of Bowie were like, you can't bring him back. And he, but he did it anyway and all yeah. this sort of stuff. So it's sort of about filmmaking. Yeah. The, and the about, film that was never you know, released because he got sued by the estate. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Would it, would yeah. it be, would it be beyond like Ricky Gervais to say like, you know what, I'm going to just put like, as they've been like, I'm just going to put on anyway. And it would just be five minutes of blackness, like a literal five minutes in the cinema. Because he would find that so, like, it would be like, right, I'm just going to press play now. And it would just be like everybody sitting there for five minutes. Where it just says like, copywritten from the state of David Bowie for, for, for a full five you'd, minutes. In the film, you'd see the first premiere and that would be yeah. what happens. Yeah, Ab- absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he'd be so he'd he'd sort of try and justify it and say it was like a piece like an art piece yeah. or something. It's what a spaceman um, would have oh, seen. Oh, Barry was rock and yes, roll, wasn't he? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So our next one. Let's go. Shuffle. Dump. I am listening to the sweet, sweet sounds of Mr. Mm-hmm. Chuck Berry doing "Run, Rudolph, Run." Oh, that is. Good. That's a great title for a mm. film. That is a great. Jonathan All right. Ross's All right. Nightmare. I've, but... I've got it. <laughs> I've got it. Uh, all of the Santa equivalents in all the religious holidays have like a cross the world checkpointed race. Yeah, all right? the different Santas. All the, the different, like all the different Russian in the Santa different mobiles. Like, no, yeah. but like no, I mean like I don't know. Someone representing like like all faiths. Like there'd be like someone, someone, yeah, um, Chris Kringle and all that sort of stuff. Is that a person? There'd be like someone, no, different? someone from like a Jewish faith, someone from like a Muslim faith, um, like f- uh, all the faiths around the world, like their sort of version of Santa, the present bringer. Mm-hmm. They all have a race, yeah, yeah. and then it, and it's sort of like Hidalgo meets <laughs> meets the Dakar <laughs> yeah, rally. No, I like that, and it's a lot of it is shot with. Almost like a sort of genuine documentary seriousness. No, 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 no. It's all like it's full CGI. Oh, okay. Full, so, full okay. Polar Express. CGI. I was going to say the Dead Eyes of the right? Polar Express. Okay, <laughs> I like yeah. it. So it's like, and they so it's Run, Run, Rudolph, Run. Right? Is that what it is? Yeah, Run, Rudolph. That yeah. does make sense. And then it's an all faiths film, and it shows in Love the it. cinema. All the kids watch it. And it teaches yeah. them about stuff. Yeah, and they all yeah. cross the line together. Yeah, something like that. They they all have to like build one sleigh that goes and because they're all pulling the sleigh or something they go through the yeah they go together yeah immense 
Well, we bang, smashed it. Next one then. What am I listening to? Oh, wow. Okay. This is Mike Oldfield in Dulce Ubilo. <laughs> That's all I can whistle before we get pulled. In, yeah. What's it? Indulce? Indulce Ubilo. Indulce Ubilo. Is, is this a popular song yes. and I look like an idiot for yes, not knowing what it is? Yes, you would know it. Okay, okay, okay fair enough. Um, what does it, what's the translation, Ryan? Uh, you're, probably you're In Sweet Johnny Celebration Gilbert. or something. Uh, had you, by Mike Oldfield, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Hmm. That would be my very poor... Latin translation. On horseback. Really? Uh, in Dulce Lubio slash on horseback is what. Oh, so it might not be a direct translation, mm. but it's like yeah, slash on horseback. Does the song feel like it's like it has the rhythm of a riding horse? It does. It's got. I can't do any more. <laughs> For sweet, sweet rejoicing. Ah, that's right. Okay. In sweet, Jupiter, sweet yeah. rejoicing slash horseback. Um, I can't. Well, not it's think it's of a traditional. The thing is, it's cut. a traditional sort of um, tune, mm-hmm. a traditional sort of Christmas carol. But Mike Oldfield did his tubular bells uh, treatment of it. Right. Well, it's uh, a foreign film. Now we're talking for. Look, I've given you foreign film. You love this show. I know, but yeah. that's I know, but that's why it's difficult because I don't want to be culturally insensitive. In sweet rejoicing. <laughs> In sweet mm. rejoicing. It's going to be one of those like films where you look at the front cover and it's two really, really old actors in like a Latin city, in a Spanish Spanish or an Italian city. And it's Probably like a film about Italian, them being yeah. old, isn't it? It's just a film about them being old and they wander around and everything's old and they look at old what a pitch. Look at architecture. So this, um, this, they've got this film. But they it's fucking, about two old people. They're the people. ones that like That's it. six stars from the Cannes Film Festival. People love it, That's don't true. they? And I like guess. nobody you know has seen it. I'm sure there's one with Michael Caine in it that does that. Like that came out fairly recently. And then there's like Bernardo Bertolucci loves these sorts of films, mm-hmm. doesn't he? And I I think it's a Greek film about the hunt for ambrosia, even though it's Italian to... stroke Latin. Yeah, but that's, that's what exactly I mean. what it See, is. They have to go steal it from the Romans. Culturally insensitive. No, no, no. They have to go steal it from the Romans, right? <laughs> is we that want a thing? The, we want what? the ambrosia. What would the yeah, Romans call it from the ambrosia? Romans. What What's their equivalent of ram- ambrosia? You reckon? Don't know, but like well, it, maybe that's well, it's, it. It was ambrosia, and they mm. stole it from the Greeks, and now they got to steal it back, and they got to go on horse, and they go. Also, the on horse back bit was like a B side for Indulci Ubilo, so it's not actually the same song. It's an A side, B side, Indulci Ubilo on horseback was the B side to that single. Okay, so somehow it's both films put into one. I have no idea how that would happen. They, yeah, the just, old people no, looking just, at architecture are the gods. You make it one of these films where, yeah, exactly. It's oh, like layered. It. It's it's layered. So like, it, it, they're just weird cuts every so often that don't make sense. And suddenly you're in a different time period, and they're going and looking at statues and talking about the people that used to inhabit the land. And then, yeah, somehow it all works out together. I've yeah. thrown you one somehow foreign title, bro, boys, yeah. and the whole watching, thing's have gone you been to watching chaos. The trip. <laughs> have you been watching the trip again, Sean? Is that why you got old people <laughs> looking at? No, there's one with stuff. Michael Caine. They, they they all make these kinds of films. There's like two old people. On a front cover and then like a mausoleum from like some some amazing beautiful architecture in the background it's like it's all the foreign films i seem to see on you know on on netflix nowadays um and they're always called like beautiful and there was like one word titles aren't they impossible and stuff all like right that. give us give us one more i'm gonna Dan. give you one more because that was that was a tough that's that, not an ender that's for sure that, you don't, no, you don't want to end with that that's uh absolutely smashed it okay here we go let's go for the next one. Oh, it's that E17 classic, 
Stay another day. Oh, come on, I've given you... This is a Christmas film well, just written, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, but yeah. how to make it a good Christmas well, film? Well, the thing is, so the actual, this is depressing, but the actual story of this song is a, it's written about his dying brother. Oh, like, shit. Okay. So that, that's, what it's, that's what it's about. Baby, that's if you got to go away, don't think I could take the pain. Wouldn't you stay another day? Yeah, and their record label was like, just chuck some jingle bells on it and put it out as a Christmas song. And that's literally why the lyrics are like, I touch your hand while you were sleeping, don't understand what's going on. Like it's really sad. Yeah, none oh, wow. of it. You listen to the lyrics. Anything like that. to do with, um, with Christmas, really? Does it? Yeah. No, now they, you think they put about the word it, baby. They put the word baby in there. Baby, if you got to go away, don't think I could take the pain. It's nothing to do with Christmas. It's all about his dying brother in hospital. Uh, and yeah, the record label was literally like, "Oh, we need a Christmas song. Let's just chuck some jingle bells on it." Right. Well, now I feel crap. So we're going to change the last one. We can well, do the last I mean, one. I was, we no, should, no, no. We should. No, no, so hold on. We should change. So hold we should on. do an extra so one. So I think. Excited, I think this is this is bringing one. it. This is bringing it back to that sort of story. Do you remember um, Fifty Fifty with Seth Rogen and Joseph Gordon Levitt? Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah. yeah, and there's sort of there's a lot of these films. Uh, there was there's the there's the one with Paul Rudd. Where he makes the the dick and balls out of out of uh, waffles and. Yeah, they love these sorts of films, don't they? Yeah, these sort of films. And it's almost like the, the teenage romance novels of like, I can't leave the house, yeah. otherwise I'm, I'll die. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe well, I'll bring so... Christmas to you instead. Yeah. You know, or something like that. Yeah. So I think we should. I think this is one of those ones that reclaims, it, it, it reclaims the meaning of that song, the, you know, the, the dying brother. Mm. But it is... Like he, he or, gets or to do all the if, cool If I was Christmas pitching things. this, all I can see is the last act of the movie would be because of this person has some kind of disease, like they can't catch a disease or something or they'll die. Everybody in town, this, their loved one has got everybody in town to wear a like a CDC suit and they all come out and celebrate. And so the one person who's like not been allowed out of the house for like a year, like a whole year, because they've got some sort of autoimmune disorder or something. And they're, he wants them to just stay another day. Yeah, they're allowed out for one day because everybody in this small town in America has agreed see, to like I wear thought- like... I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying that sort of image you would yeah. would is something well, you'd see in cinema, isn't it? I also thought I, instead of the CDC. So this is I'm going to do the record label on you now. Now instead of the CDC outfits, why don't we make them all Santa outfits, and everybody in the town is wearing a Santa outfit, and they're all giving him like a, and they all give him load. They, each person gives him a present as he goes by, and like his big sleigh. Yeah, maybe it's been it. like five gets, years till he can leave the house, and and the Christmas present is that like. They get the ability to, they get their immune disorder corrected somehow because it's, you know, because of Christmas magic. Yeah, there's something and in everybody there. everybody wears a Santa outfit and gives them a present. No, they, this is what I was thinking. So all the CDC outfits, I should have said this, they, or not, you know, like sort of hazmat suits, let's say. All the hazmat suits have Christmas decorations on them. So they all come out with Santa hazmat suits on and stuff, right? So that's how you get both things yeah, in there. I love it. Hey, listen, the Santa yeah. hazmat suit is going to be the hot thing for this, yeah, year, for this, this year's year. Christmas. For this year's New Year's yeah, Eve party. Well, we like, need to make one. I know, yeah. Right, okay. you need to give us a better uh, one. No, the final that, one, so. the final one, and I will explain. This isn't on shuffle. This is the mm-hmm. well-known Christmas number one, Mr. Blobby. It's a. It's got to be a, a docudrama about um, Noel Edmonds, and about and Mr. his. Blobby. He's making a well, resurgence Mr. No, on Mr. Twitter. Just so you know, there's a Mr. Blobby um, account. It's. I imagine it's not the real Mr. Blobby, mm. but yeah. he's going around. He just says Blobby, Blobby, Blobby. No, things, absolutely oh. rinsing like 
all the top politicians and stuff like that. It's brilliant. Like I, okay. I, I urge you to follow Interesting. this all right, I'll lobby. Check it out. I thought I thought like along Sean's lines, every comment would just be like, blubby, blubby, blubby. Blubby. "Yeah, yeah, that yeah. would be cool." Which would actually would make me laugh. Um, he I does know, type everything says... in capital letters and like spells it wrong. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Then it's definitely legit. The Mister yeah. Blobby. So does at, that like at, at, that at worst though. Blobby? Look, like, I've given you free. Our followers <laughs> will follow you now. At worst Blobby, I'm gonna love you. Um, I don't know. I mean, something says that it's got to be an ironic sort of the Mr. Blobby is like the part of Noel Edmonds you can't get rid of, you know, this sort of Love it. maybe it's a maybe it's almost like a parody film, like a dark parody oh, film. You know? Like he, he sees he sees Mr. Blobby everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And he like did like in the mirror, like, no like a weird deal horror to try and get yes. away from Mr. Blobby. But yes, Mr. Blobby exactly. still becomes part yeah. of deal. It's like no deal. every time him, he, like every a, yeah. time he opens a box, he sees Mr. Yeah, Blobby. When, when, yeah. And we get it where the, the contestant, picks up the phone, contestant speaking. Speak yeah, the it's, it's Mr. Blobby. Mr. Blobby's the banker. That's, that's it. it. That's it. That's like the third act of the movie. It's just, or, or, it'll be, <laughs> or it'll be going really, really well. Yeah. Like, you cut to five years later, and then he like picks up the phone. Blah, 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 blah. How'd you get this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It has to be like that. Yeah, for sure. Like, I've been watching and singing the praises of Murder and Successful, which is easily oh, like so one good. of the best results so I've ever seen in my life, mm-hmm. hands down. And it's like the show I recommend to everybody, right? Like yeah. Everybody go out and watch uh, Succession and Murder and um, Successful. Murder and Successful. Um, but there's something about that, the way that they have dark parodies of these char- these sort mm-hmm. of celebrities. Yeah. There's something about that. I'd love to see that crew, those people take on the Noel Edmonds, Mr. Blobby dynamic <laughs> in the darkness in Edmonds. You know, I feel like, um, I don't know who would play Edmonds, but I, I know that... Um, uh, it be Julian like, Barrett has to be in it, yeah. like, and has to have a big part. Julian Barrett in this show, I just feel like, like it's Andrew his Garfield, Michael Sheen would be Noel Edmonds. Michael he can play Sheen anyone, can't he? Noel Edmonds, yeah. he'd, be so good. he'd do such a good job such as well. Such a good job, me. yeah. He's so versatile. He's like the best of um, being sort of grounded and like a really fantastic sort of, uh, you know, Olivier sort of winning actor, mm-hmm. and at the same time has like a real sort of. I don't know Englishness, yeah, and a naughtiness, and a sort of, and a sort of. Oh, is he Welshness? Yeah. Sorry, Britishness, 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 Britishness. Yes, yes, Britishness. And yeah, that's probably the side of him that's like willing to play, mm-hmm. willing to sort of like play with mm-hmm. something and mm-hmm. and and slum it a bit. So I can see it as well. Yeah, I can yeah. see it. I, can I see think it as well. this is this is the best oh, one we've bloody done. Bloody hairpiece! This best. <laughs> yeah. pitch, this is the best pitch we've done. All right, much like the weird Secret Santa gift, I'm going to come out here with mm-hmm. a fun game that's completely random and no one has ever played before. <laughs> and you always have that at Christmas, don't you? Where someone's like, oh, oh, listen, we've got this and yeah. uh, we should play it. And it's only got 5,000 rules, but no, it's really, it really, really, that really, one, really It was that one we had to put that thing in your mouth like two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that gun yeah, in there. Definitely that. more yeah. than two. Yeah, definitely two years Everyone ago. Everyone played like it. They thought it was hilarious. Oh, what do they call it? It's the uh, dentist, like the dentist. Yeah, it was thing, like that. And, and you had to. Describe. And then we used to share them. You know, we used yeah. to just yeah. share yeah. Them, days we? when that was fine. <laughs> yeah, take it out your mouth, dunk it in a bit of water, give it to someone oh, else to have in, in your beer. Next dunk it in you. your beer, and off you go. <laughs> dunk it in your beer. Um, so I am going to bring the wiki roulette game. Lovely. 
into Slash Dupe. Uh, and this might be a good idea to do a full episode of this. We'll see how this goes in the future as another special. See, Ryan but, loves uh, roulette. Is he not not it's not because there's no work required? <laughs> He's trying to make it a mainstay. I, I love a, I love a roulette wheel in real life. Always bet on zeros, neighbors. Right. Uh-huh. Um, I actually knew someone who who did a, a an experiment, uh, and they got the same endorphins rush playing roulette as they did as someone who skydived. Which is wow. pretty bonkers. But yeah. it's cheaper to skydive, isn't it? So you should just do that over and over well, again. Well, the thing is that what they said is, well, it was bad for it because it was this person, like you may skydive once or twice in a lifetime and this guy gets the same rush every time mm. he bets. Mm. So yeah, don't gamble, kids. But I love, <laughs> but I love roulette. Hey man, I just got a subway earlier on and I got that same endorphin rush. We all have our... <laughs> we all have our, uh, so our little if you uh, can, addictions. If you can open up, open up Wikipedia and then close the bit where they ask you to donate. Fucking then... <laughs> hell. Yeah. Uh, Do you know, can I just interject about Wikipedia if we're going to, if, if Ryan's definitely going to keep doing this forever? Um, I think that uh, I was reading Snow Crash by, by, by Neil Stevenson. It's a speculative sort of sci fi novel, quite a popular one. Um, and in the future, these people make money by gathering information and selling it to a sort of an encyclopedia online. And the only thing he got wrong about the future was that we're all fucking doing it for free. Yeah. Everybody's volunteering all this information that they know for free, spending their time and putting it into this repository. I suppose they are doing it for other people, which is great, but no one's getting paid for it. No one's getting paid back for the time and knowledge. And I thought that was interesting that his, in his speculative look forward, people would actually be you know, remunerated for this sort of thing. But yeah, so Wikipedia. Well, donate so to Wikipedia, on the, on the, basically. On the left-hand side, you have a random article button. Mm-hmm. Can you see it? So the thing is, you get to click it on the count of three. We'll all click it once. Oh, I've got to go to Wikipedia. I missed And then when you... Pretend you haven't clicked it. Yeah, yeah just pretend you haven't clicked it. It'll be fine. No, I haven't even uh, gone to Wikipedia, so that's my point. Okay. So once you're there, let me know. No, we're I'm all there. good. In my, in my internet's And fast. then, all right. Three, two, one, hit the random article. Oh, brilliant. Hang on, I've got to check right. this person's not a racist or a paedophile. Strong. Okay, they seem all right. So you've got a person. I've got a person as well. Uh-huh. What about you, Dan? Uh, what about you, Dan? i got a person as well. So I'm going to move on because I'm going to move on because I don't think we, we need more than one person. Although also it's going to be too hard to do something about this person, I reckon. Is, your, is yours a good person, right? Because I can move on mine's, as well. Mine's very interesting. Okay, see, mine's sort of fairly meaningless. So I'm just going to spin on. <laughs> All right, fuck it. Yeah, this would be good. This would be good, I've got actually. one. Yeah, yeah. All right, go on, Dan. You go, you go first. Mine is HOXB7. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Love it. It's homeobox it? protein. HOXB7 is a protein that in humans is encoded by the HOXB7 gene. Nice. Go. All right. right, let's pitch that bad Sean. boy. Oh, yeah. why, why are you putting it on me? No, 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 because we, oh. no, no, we, we collate all three ideas oh. into one pitch. Oh, oh, saying. I didn't okay. realise. Okay. Well, oh. now I'm really interested. Okay, yeah, now, now I'm into fuck. this. Well, I thought it was just going to be that, but now it's gone. Oh. No, 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 no. We, oh, we're well, in that case, all into one this pitch. is brilliant. So mine is the London Panthers. Uh, <laughs> it's just called London Panthers. That's my page. Right. Uh, so the London football team. The, well, you'd think so, but the London Panthers were a professional ice hockey team yes. based uh, in London, Ontario. Uh, oh, Canada, okay. That existed from 1926 to 1936. Wow, that's old. Okay. Okay. I have 
Wagner Lemunier, who is a uh, thrash metal singer for um, Septurula. Okay. So. I mean, I'm going to leave this to you, Ryan, then. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, yeah, somehow we've got so. What, so what's, what's up your with game? Your so you know, you should show us how it's done. <laughs> it's only so right. What's, so it? what's yeah. so? Give us a bit more about the because I feel like we can. The protein, thing is, ice, yeah. I'll read, ice I'll read out the function. Ice, um, hang on, hang on, wait, wait. Ice, ice hockey and metal have a have a connection. Okay, right, right. Okay, well, I, I'll read out. The, the page isn't long. Page isn't long. Uh, this gene is a member of the antipomobox family and encodes a protein with homobox DNA binding domain. It's included in a cluster of homobox B genes located right, on I've chromosome got it, I've got 17. It, I've got it. Yeah, yeah. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I don't know how you would have got well, it. Hang on, because there's, there's something really important. The Hox B7 right. has been shown to interact with PBX1 and CREB binding proteins. And I think Love if you it. didn't know I- that, <laughs> you, might have got, you might have gone down the wrong All way. All right. Yeah, you're just wasting your time mm. if you didn't know that. I've got this. I've got this. So here's here's how we combined all three, right? Okay. And then every Dan and play- I will judge whether this is any good. Yeah. Every player... will play if it's good. Yeah. Every player of the London uh, Panthers mm. uh-huh. carries a particular gene inside of them, right. mm-hmm. which makes them really fucking... Like, almost like activating rage mode, right? Okay. But it doesn't look like they're doping. And the only way that it gets activated is by the screams of this death f- first wave black thrash metal singer, Wagner Lumiere and his band. So it's kind of like reverse so when it gets Hulk like the, type thing. It, it makes them super good at ice hockey. <laughs> it makes them like fast, it like activates in their genes. And they get like, they're faster on the ice and everything like that. But it's only like once the, you know, they yeah. like the lights go down and the chug starts coming on from the guitars. Sure. So how does See, that I... fit into a film though? Like that's a that's a one off thing. Yeah, I like it, but where's it going? Yeah, so it's like rage so it's like they, they were playing and they're like, Oh man, we, we don't know why we keep getting beaten and then you know, and then this this thrash metal they band Mike, comes they to comes to London, Michael Ontario. Jordan, do they? Is that this, what they this do? thrash metal band Space comes to comes to London, Ontario. Yeah. And they start playing and you know, the the coach sees the what was the name of the coach of, of the London? Uh, it doesn't say, but there's, I'm just going to read some out. There's a Sailor Herbert is one of the, because remember, Great. this is 1929. Great. So they were called names yeah, like Yeah, Thrash Metal wasn't even around. Um, we're playing with time Milt Halliday. Milt, Milt Halliday is a wicked name, isn't it? That's <laughs> Milt, M-I-L-T, man. That's superb. Um, Eddie yeah. Ouellette, uh, Benny Grant. Benny Grant's probably the most, you know. That, guy, that guy's a Milt man I'd like to tussle with. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Can I just throw out this idea? And I'd like Dan is in um, sort of, uh, he's got his producer's head on. So I'm going to just pitch an alternative sure, version and sure. see whether it stacks up. Yeah. Um, these names, the proteins, mm. uh, they're all different kinds. So it's a bit like Alita, Battle Angel. This right, is yeah. like a kind of like, you know, Mad Max star future, cyberpunk future. And it's, they're, they're sort of cyborgs battling ice hockey. And the thrash metal is the vibe, you know, like thrash metal is everywhere in the movie and everything's thrash metal incarnate. And they each have a different protein. And that's it, maybe it's sort of like a young adult film, a bit like Alita, so that they all have different proteins in them right. as cyborgs and they activate it as they play. And it almost becomes like you merchandise from it. You have an individual, you know, HXHO or whatever is the yeah. name of, of one, one of, the of them. And you can get that. Um, you can get that injected into you to have temporarily have their powers. 
Yeah, stuff like that. And of course, then they finds out that HOXB7 is tainted, and anyone uh-huh. that's injecting themselves with that is like this end up being sleeper agents for some kind of government. <laughs> oh, look, that I'm I'm with that now. Actually, Ryan, that's, you've done all see, right. There. That's done... three. That's exactly an idea that has 33.3 percent of all of the things that the three of us yeah. have, are into. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a perfect idea. Thrash metal, sleeper agents, robots from the future. <laughs> right. Oh, look, that that one worked. I, I I posit we do we do one more. We do one more as our as our do bonus one more Christmas random present. Wiki, one more wiki article. Yeah. And then all right. okay. the and then I don't think right. my um, brain can handle any more than that because that was just <laughs> right. that was so. And then you get, and then you get then you're gonna go to sleep like on Christmas in, Day. In your in your in your parlance, Ryan, that was the 200 IQ. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Play there. Here we go. Fuck me. Oh, I don't know. I I, I want to spin on on mine. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna read out mine and you tell me whether you can. Maybe spin we on should or get. Not. Maybe we, like in this game, I if have we do the... it going forward, we have one spin on between the three of us. Mm. So like you know, we sort of come to a spin on agreement. I have the electoral results of the division of Canobolis in Australia. <laughs> Fucking hell. Maybe you should spin on, man. <laughs> yeah, but depends if you guys have got something that can go along I've with that. I've got the... You can have like a political thriller, can Aho Pala elopura species of butterfly belonging to the Lycanid family described by Hamilton Herbert Druce in 1894. But more importantly, <laughs> Hamilton Herbert Druce, another cracking name, right? Yeah. Um, I think I've got the link for both of those, so I think it's worked oh. out for us well. It's yeah. Arkansas Highway 328. So nice. we, are, we are banging. This one's going straight to the back of the That's net. That's a very right. slash deep title. But Arkansas well. Highway 328 is, is the title of the film. Yeah, right? it has yeah. to be. That's, yeah, that has definitely. to be, because it's extraordinary. What are the details of the Arkansas Highway before Ryan is about to oh, give us his amazing... It's a designation, am, it's a designation of two east-west state highways in northeast Arkansas. Okay. Um, so... A small portion of the route is designated as an Arkansas Heritage Trail for its use as the Trail of Tears during the Indian removal. Now wow. we're talking. Now that's linked yeah. to a now, butterfly somehow, isn't it? Now yeah. we're talking. Uh, okay. So, you know how in America they have active anti-infrastructure lobbyists for big oil and gas and tires mm-hmm. and stuff like that, right? Mm. So that's what that's it's this multi-level string on a board mm-hmm. spotlight style investigation on like the results of the uh the division of Canobolis in Australia is actually like someone who can then produce the tarmac for cheaper right so they're getting someone in so that they can mm-hmm. drop the rates of the locals mm-hmm. so it becomes this global conspiracy just so they can build the thingy and this thing build the highway between our kansas our kansas highway 328 and it's that that butterfly is the only thing that's stopping them god oh, damn it okay it's, like, okay it's where it lives it's its ecosystem where it lives it yeah. and it was probably populated during the trail of tears like when they when they uh-huh. forcibly removed these the the indigenous um people from there they this is a butterfly that uh, that only grows there that they had they had brought to mm. that they they'd populated that and so because it's part of a heritage trail they can't remove this this portion yeah. of sure it's a beautiful butterfly it's half it, it, the the one on the image is half 
this really vibrant blue, which, by the way, is like quite a rare color like a to tear. find in nature. Yeah, it's a real like, royal blue, which, again, is like a really rare color to find in nature. Um, and then the other half is like a sort of beautiful 70s sort of brown wallpaper sort of pattern on it uh, on the other side. It's, it's quite interesting. Absolutely. It's too hard. And so what kind of what genre? Of film, are we talking it's here? Werewolf. Political thriller. Political thriller. Got, well, the butterfly belongs to the Lycanid family. So are you I'm afraid that's well, that's, werewolf. I'm that's afraid the there's of, got to be werewolves seed. in it. It's a kind of seed, isn't um, it? Maybe, but I just feel like it, it feels like a, a Richard Gear so. political thriller. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was mean? thinking like a sort of... Sp- like, 100%. Um, yeah, you can't sex it up, unfortunately. You, like Richard Gear's in it now. Rich Richard is in it. It's 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. I want to anti-sex it. What, uh, what, what, it's, it's like a dark version of the big short. You know, that, you know, that was quite glossy, wasn't it? Yeah, so that's why I, I guess think if... it's Richard Gere's time. So it was done in like sort of the 80s. Yeah. Um, so it hasn't quite got all the... Lots of paper slamming yes, down. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I've done it. <laughs> I've got him now. Yeah. And then, then, they have, then he hasn't. And then he runs Walks his hand through a... his thick... Thick locks. <laughs> if I got one thing, Mister, what's what's the name of that guy? Herb, Herbert uh, uh, Hamilton. Easy. Herbert Drews. That's the part. That's if the I part got one thing, Mister Drews. Plays. <laughs> yeah. The butterfly is not native to this land. <laughs> well, no, I think so the finding like that butterfly is what saves. Well. What? Yeah, cool. mm. I think that butterfly saves. If you can find one native species to this land, <laughs> yeah. you have sick claim. And that's it. in the courtroom, they, they haven't been able to find it. They've heard, they've read all the books about this butterfly, right? And in the courtroom, as they're just about to give up, he has yeah, his head in his course. hands. The butterfly lands on his shoulder. Of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, well, look, that, that didn't end up right. too badly, if I'm honest. No. Well, so, yeah, I'm, I'm extremely happy with that one. Nothing's yeah. going to be We're now at the post dinner. Oh. Drunk, rambling. Yeah, it's true. Right, all set in the world to rights. Different kinds of yeah. films. Well, like, I think it should be a spy thing. I want werewolves in there. All that sort of stuff. It's the it's <laughs> Rob pissed on Christmas Day. And now I think we're all ready to uh, <laughs> succumb succumb to the natural sedative that is inside of Turkey, which helps us sleep. It's true. Yeah, or just in Dan's case, working hard and having a kid, that'll do. Yeah, I'm literally looking um, forward to, I'll get to the dinner table and never be able to eat because I'll have fallen asleep. So. <laughs> so yeah, so Merry Christmas, everyone at home, or season's greetings, happy holidays, all denominations are welcome. Um, I, do, I long since have I divorced Christmas from the idea of Christ. Um, uh, I, yeah, you me know. too. But uh, but definitely a time for togetherness in whatever form that takes for you. Um, and I think I feel like most people, if we're lucky this year, they're going to find maybe the togetherness they weren't able to get last year. Um, so for most of us, um, <laughs> not Dan. <laughs> Dan's just yeah. pretending on stream that he misses his wife and child. That's all. He's got to do it. Everyone, there's a performative nature, isn't there, in being a husband. It's got to be done. She doesn't listen to um, this anyway. I mean, so to be fair, she doesn't listen to it. My mother-in-law <laughs> does, though. So I don't oh, okay, need to yeah, report yeah. <laughs> My fiance is in Japan for Christmas, so I'm gonna. I'm definitely. Uh, but but you know, because there's one element of togetherness that isn't. Uh, available doesn't mean that I'm not going to find it, you know, with my brother. And, and there's going to be a few mm. Zoom calls that I'm going to very much uh, enjoy. Um, and that wank in the mince pie. 
and the wanking and mince pie. But because we've got a handful of people coming over, if we're still allowed to, Christ, who knows? Um, it'll have to be a wank in the toilet. Classic, like when you were a kid and you had to go to the toilet to have a wank. Well, that was a real insight <laughs> you into that? your life, uh, Sean? I just realised that I haven't had a toilet wank since I was a kid. And it's just one of those things you just think, fuck, of course. Like, I, it's been so long. Oh, I did it at work all the time. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, well if you're still listening to this, it means that Ryan hasn't have done his job and cut that last bit out. Um, <laughs> but yeah. My uh, old job, my old job. My Merry old Christmas. Job, my old job, my, your old, old, old job when you're a Old, 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 old job, yeah, yes, yes. Yes, um, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, one and all. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Lots of love, and everyone. As see we discussed, boys, we're going to end this slash dupe with our three-part harmony rendition of Oh Holy Night. One, mm. okay. two, <clears> three. <gasps>